as we talk about this journey of truth that we're on, one of the things about this journey of truth is that there are times when the Holy Spirit of God comes and begins to do some things, and we cannot be careless or so programmatical that we can miss that, and I don't want us to do that. And and so just to take some time this morning, I don't know what God did in each life. My prayer is that he did something in every life. And that every one of us would be so willing, so surrendered, so yielded to what he is doing that right now we're just kind of taking a breath and saying, okay, God, your kingdom, your will, your way in my life. The message today was a little bit of a step in the sense of we've been moving through that series and we're going to continue to move through that series of Journey of Truth. But it was the idea that in that journey, there's baptism, and we had scheduled a baptism for today, and that, doesn't, that did not work out, but also communion. And so if you did not, when you came in, get a communion cup, uh, please raise your hand. One of the ushers will make sure that that is that you get that. Okay, we have some folks over here and in the back. So one of our ushers will take care of that, please. And so the question that I pose, I think I can get to that and be okay. Why do we? Why do we, as believers, celebrate baptism? And then further on is why do we, as we as believers celebrate communion? Well, <laughs> there are several really good reasons. The reason we celebrate baptism and communion is because Jesus Christ said to do it. It's simple obedience. It is also the fact that he exemplified for us as he himself was baptized and as he himself did communion. But there's another reason. And that is that when we are baptized, we are identifying ourselves with his body, meaning believers, those of us who are in Christ. As we partake of communion, we're doing the very same thing. We're identifying ourselves with one another. Our world has become so selfish and self-centered that I believe that's even lost in the church. I would really hope that I'm wrong to be very candid with you. I did a funeral service Friday. I didn't know the person. It was a lady and in talking to her husband, she said something that broke my heart. Excuse me, he said something that broke my heart. I asked about her relationship with Christ. He said, oh, she had an intimate relationship with Christ. And then he went on to say, however, we have not been really involved in church life because her 
previous life before Christ was so terrible that she always thought people were looking down on her if she attended church. You know why that broke my heart? Because I knew it was true. Not always true. But even if it's true in any form, it's totally wrong. And so for us, prayerfully today, just to take a few moments here, and that's all we're going to do. We're just going to take a few moments today and say, God, it's what you want. Because if you're here and you have been baptized into the body of Christ, you've been baptized by the person of the Holy Spirit, and whether you know it or not, that changes who you are. If you have not been changed, then you are not in the kingdom of God. I love you, but I'm telling you that's the absolute truth. How we see things, how we view things. Well, the culture's going this way. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Take the time to find out which way he's going in his word. And if what I'm doing isn't measuring with him and his word, then stop it. And whatever change or transformation that the spirit of God is desiring in my life and your life, get on with it. Let's not any longer. Our world is too desperate. Our times are too critical. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot We cannot continue to play the game of one foot in the world, doing things the way I want to do it. This is what I want. This is what I want. The moment you accepted Christ, you said no to self, death to self. That's what baptism symbolizes. That's the picture. I'm dying. I've died. I have died to self. And I buried that old man, that old person that I used to be. And now I'm raised to walk in newness of life. And that life is in Christ, in the power and the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. On your seats, just to demonstrate how we view things. I'm I'm just being as candid as I can be. Our serve cards, you know why they're there? Because we've been asking people to sign up to serve, and we've had 20 people sign up, out of this whole group, 20 people sign up to serve. You're saying, but I served last time, and I'm going to serve again, then put it on here. And just let me say something really candid. Don't look on here and say, well, how little can I do and get by? <laughs> A better way to do it is, Holy Spirit of God, what? do you have for me to do in the body of Christ? And then put it on there and put your name to it. And please do that before you leave today. You say, I need to pray about it. We've been talking to you about it for three weeks. I, I, I just realized it may sound like I'm, I'm upset with somebody. And I guess the truth is I am. I'm upset with the fact that we've let the enemy and the world and the flesh and the devil do so much damage to his church that it's hard for us to even see it anymore. Those standards of righteousness that are in his word are not suggestions from a holy God. 
That's what he's given us to do. And, and see, here's, the, here's what makes it, I think, difficult for us sometimes is because God has created us so different and so unique as individuals and he's also gifted us, it doesn't always look exactly the same because it is not us being cloned to be alike, but the unique, incredible, creative genius of God expressed through his body into his world. For his glory. So. Like I said. We're not going to take a lot of time today. If you're here. And you have been baptized. And and just be very careful here. We're talking about baptism by immersion. Because that's what the scripture says. We're being, we're ba- the word is baptizo. It means to dunk or. Put the person under the water. Why? Because it's symbolic of death. But we don't stay there. We're raised to walk in newness of life. And then the Israelites had the death angel come over in Egypt. And they did communion. We didn't, they didn't call it back then. That's called the Passover supper. And we call it communion because that's what Christ instituted the night before he went to the cross and so every time we take this bread and this cup, we're saying, Jesus, we're yours. We are yours. We belong to you. We're yours. And not only that, we are connected with each other. We have, we have concerns. We have compassion for one another. And that's why Jesus himself said, on the night as he did communion, he said, Everybody will know that you belong to me by your love that you have for one another. Oh, wow. That's this journey of truth that we're on. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians. Chapter 2. Very familiar. Verses 8 and 9. And we need to do 10 as well. For by grace you have been saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is not the result of works, so that no one could boast. For we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before that, excuse me, beforehand, that we should walk in them. That's us. That's us. That's not those who may vocationally be serving as pastor or whatever. That's every born-again child of God. And that's all we're saying today, that as we are here today, as we've had the privilege of sharing our hearts and worship to God, and now we come to this place, we're going to partake of the communion. We're saying, Christ, we're one with you, and we're one with each other. And whatever that means, whatever that means... Whatever that means, 
for each of us individually, but for all of us corporately. We're going to do exactly what that is. Some are going to have to spend some time with God and spend some time in confession and repentance. I'm just telling you, I know that's true. Because I have spent, in the decades I've known God, I couldn't tell you how how much time I spent in confession and repentance and reconciliation and restoration because it is so desperately needed in my life as it is for all of us. And for some, it's going to be going to others and saying, please forgive me for what I've done or what I didn't do. But it's going to take some some effort, some intentionality, as it were, for the kingdom of God to be real for us. And not just because we're here for a few minutes on a Sunday morning, but I'm talking about when we're, be- we're home behind closed doors. I'm talking about when we work. I've mentioned to you in the past that we as believers should be the hardest working people that ever worked at any place. The other day I was in a place of business and one of the people that's a part of this church works there. And the manager said, I get compliments on their work ethic. Praise God. Praise God. You have to be very careful how you take this top off. The bread is there. Jesus said, every time you do this, every time you do this, you do so realizing that it's my body that it represents. My body, which was given as a sacrifice for your sin. Do you get that? His body, his body as a sacrifice for my sin. How holy God can love someone like me to that level is beyond my capacity to understand. I can only say thank you, God, for your grace and your forgiveness. And I receive. And then he says, this cup is symbolic of my blood. His blood that washes away my sin and your sin. Can you see him there on Calvary? Can you see the body Bruised, beaten, and bloody. And that was for me. And that was for you. That is the kind of love that God has put in each one of us. And we praise him for it. That's why people who are sometimes difficult for us, we can love them even still. That's why as we sang that song, we go through circumstances of life because life comes at you. 
And we can know, we can know, we can know that he is absolutely there working on our behalf. Whether we see it all, understand it all, or know it all, it doesn't matter. He is still sovereign, supreme God. And he loved us. And his son shed his blood for us. Holy Spirit, I don't know all that you've done today, but I am believing in faith that lives have been touched. That healings have taken place, that reconciliation has happened, that your wholeness, Father God, and your holiness has been revealed in hearts and lives. And that none of us can leave this building today the same that we came in, but more like you, Lord Jesus. And at that place, we will say absolutely, as you, Christ, did, Father, not my will, not my desires, but yours. Holy Spirit of God, sealed to the very day of redemption every work that you did today in every heart and every life. And we just want to praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.